are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What just what a day that we have coming up. It is friend of the program, just a friend in real life, just great guy all around. And I, hey, after beating the brakes off this guy the entire season, I thought I'd give him a few weeks, if not a month break. But we got too much Spartan basketball to talk about. Uh, but before we get there, hey, just want to thank you all for making Lock on Spartans your first listen every single day. Dave. Dave Klein, rather, of SpartanHoops.com. How on earth are you doing, man? Thanks a lot for coming back on the show uh, with everything going on. Matt, thank you so much for having me, as always. You know I love doing this with you. Um, quite a bit of, like, off-season chatter and rumblings. I mean, I thought we were going to have a nice couple quiet weeks. I was talking to you off-air and just saying, like, man, I could have just used, like, a month off, you know, for Michigan State yeah. basketball for the season, but we don't get any of that. And maybe, like, our sick, demented, twisted minds actually love this. We absolutely love that we're talking about basketball. The season's already over. The stuff that's just boiling over nonstop, and we secretly love being, like, just in fear all the time. I, who am I kidding? No, of course. I, I'm a glutton for this. I'll, I'll come crawling back to it every single time. Um, two things to talk about. One is obviously going to be the news of the day. Uh, Dwayne Stevens, after 19 yeah. years, he's off to Western Michigan. But before that, we got to go to the news of the day like four days ago here, uh, Max Christie declares for the NBA draft. And first and foremost, like I, I just, I yearn for the day where everyone just accepts that like, this is just what kids do now. Like they will test the NBA waters and they can come back. I know that this is kind of a new ish rule. And I know I'm calling, you know, the, the kettle black over here, pot calling the kettle black, whatever it is for calling people. I forget upset at minor things because I get upset at minor things all the time, but like, man, this is just the way it works now, guys. Like, and if you're somewhat remotely close to being high profile, you should declare for the NBA draft, get feedback, and then go forward. However, a few days have passed, and it's starting to seem like, wait a minute, is he actually going to stay in the draft? Like, is he going to come back? Like, so how do you just read this whole situation? Yeah. If I could just put all that up into one broad question for you, Dave. Right. So, you know, I think first and foremost, it makes a ton of sense for him to get feedback mm-hmm. from the NBA and kind of see where his position is. My understanding of the situation is um, at least some of the family members, uh, dad in particular, from what I've heard, it thinks that it would be a wise decision if he got a first round grade and maybe even an early second to potentially stay in the draft. That's just what I've heard. I don't have gotcha. any confirmation if that's you know 100% what the parents are thinking, but it sounds like at least there's going to be some some serious consideration for remaining in the draft if he hears kind of what he wants to hear. Um, my understanding of the situation is there is no discord between him and coach Izzo. I have heard that that's quite the opposite, that they are on good terms still. And so any of the chatter regarding that is from my understanding, not to be thought as true. And so now we're in a situation where if he does come back, there's some, you know, just transfer whisperings about kind of what, what would happen in that situation. Maybe there was some, uh, unhappiness with some parts of his camp. I don't know if that's ever directly come from Max himself. I'm obviously not mm-hmm. in those rooms. So I don't know how much of that is, you know, just kind of the offseason chatter. He didn't quite have the season that maybe he wanted to and some of you know us expected him to have. And so is there just some, some pressure there from uh, the way that the season went? I think so. Uh, and I think that this is just a process, at least, 
that we just kind of have to ride out. Um, you know, the MBA yeah. process is, is a few month process. So there's going to be some feedback. I don't know uh, in terms of whether he'd be invited to the camps or not. There's some ability for that. I don't know if that's something that he will be offered and will be able to do. Um, but I think all around, it makes sense for him to get feedback. I, I'm going to just wait and see what happens. If he ends up pulling his name from the draft, then we'll have that conversation about what happens next. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. And like, so, uh, okay. Uh, of course, this is all speculation stuff and it depends what message board you read or like who, what rumor you want to follow or whatever. But listen, th this day and age, I don't think it's that crazy to just have the, the topic of conversation about transferring, you know, cause like, listen, it, it is free agency now at this point. And Hey, Michigan state's benefited from some transfers. They've also seen some kids leave through the portal as well, especially recently. So I don't think it's crazy to just throw out as a, what if do I think the percentage is high that he transfers? Not necessarily because, well, just like you said, and I, I take your word very you know high, this is that him and Azor are on good terms right now, but it, it would also be very confusing for him to leave, right? Like, he, he got 30 minutes a game. He was able to shoot whatever he wanted to, even when the shot really wasn't all the way there. And, like, honestly, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I, I feel like Izzo was as publicly, like, glowing about him as possible. It's not like he was ragging on him in the media or whatever, because Izzo, as we know, can be a pretty tough guy to play for and sometimes he'll call players out in the media try to light a fire under them but seemed to just absolutely love Christy from day one I remember listening to the Tom Izzo radio show before the season even started he was raving about Max Christy so I yeah. don't know it would, it would just be very fascinating if that's the route he went and that's why I just can't completely wrap my head around that being the way he goes if he does pull his name out of the NBA draft like is that kind of what you're yeah, I think it just would be shocking, right? The, the way that he yeah. came in, the way that he spoke about kind of his process in college, every interview that he gave, just the extreme amount of maturity that he showed over the years. Right. Um, I would just have to think that if the decision was to transfer, that it was um, maybe just not 100% his to make. Maybe it's a, a mutual decision for that. I just would be so surprised given that. And I think that you hit the nail on the head. Um, Max, you know, had long parts of the season where he really struggled. I thought he defended mm -hmm. better than we expected him to do this season. Uh, but yeah. offensively, he was not where we thought he was going to be, I guess, towards the middle to the end of the season. And so when there's some frustration there and there's always, you know, the desire to be able to go within a year or two to the NBA, you know, it, it creates some pressure around the situation and maybe some discontent kind of bubbles up with some of that. But I think in this in this particular instance, you know, unlimited leash, played the most minutes on the team. He, he took the most shots along with Gabe Brown in conference play. Right. Like he basically had as wide open and generous a season for a freshman that Izzo has really ever allowed. I don't know if he could have been any softer with the way that he just generally handled his minutes in his role this season, in, in a difficult season, I think, for Max. Yeah. So I, I would be shocked. And, you know, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I, it's – I said something, you know, to a friend and I'm just like the portal giveth and the portal taketh. And right. it's just the world that we live in now. Yeah. You know, you have to not only try to add pieces, but you have to survive part of the portal too. It's like a living creature. So I know, I know. And that's why like everyone's so wound up about it because just the, the minute that you hear the word, Oh, he might transfer. It's like, well, yeah, yeah sure. He can like, everyone's doing it these days. Like this right. is just how the world is. Like it, it, it's free agency season right now, essentially. And yeah. Listen, whether that's like a good thing for college basketball or not, like that's that's a completely different show. We could probably do four hours on uh, if you want to kill some time this summer that way. But until then, like, yeah, I, I understand the angst from Spartan Nation, but like, I think it's nice to talk. It's about premature, that. right? I just until there's something that's concrete 
from the parties. Yeah. You know? And I think it's odd to, you see most guys who declare for the draft will also put their name in the portal. If that's something they're considering. Right. So he hasn't done that yet. I would be, I guess, weird if he goes through the whole process, and then like two months from now or three months from now, he puts his name in the portal where teams are certainly going to be looking to fill some spots. And so if that's really his intent, you'd think that that process would be a little bit quicker to let teams yeah. know and to see what kind of interest is actually there. So maybe if there's a small nugget of comfort, it's the fact that that hasn't happened. And the longer that goes on and it doesn't, I guess maybe the more comfortable you feel that it's either going to be an NBA or come back to Michigan State decision. So, And now we just wait, right? Now we just wait a few weeks, yeah. hope that he uh, – here's like, hey, just come back, uh, you know, get – 12 pounds on you, 15 pounds on you, working that jumper, limit the turnovers, and then you'll be a lottery pick next year. Hopefully that's what he has to hear, and hopefully that's enough for him to say, like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay, I can do that, no problem. Yeah, just one more year in East Lansing, please. Rick's is beautiful. I'd love to spend one more uh, year there. Uh, Harper's is great, you know, or also, I, I guess the whole, like, coaching staff and practice facilities, too, would, wouldn't probably hurt him as well. So, Right. It's just fascinating, though, because, like, yeah, if you look at some mock drafts and it's like I, there are some where he's like late in the first round and others are like mid second round. But, yeah, if, I, hey, if, if it's first round, then tough to say no to. But, yeah, he does like have that lottery player in him somewhere. Are they confident enough that they'll get him there by the end of next year? Will it come back? So I, all I have to offer is a stay tuned on that one. Right. So Absolutely. We so we'll uh, we'll hold it down and we'll see what ends up happening. DK. I'm going to send you to the bench here for just a, one hot second because I got to talk to the fine folks about StatHero.com. And then after this, oh, oh we're, we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about Dwayne Stevens. That's right. After 19 years, he's out of here. But first, really quick, actually, I lied to all of you. I said Stat Hero. I meant Built Bar because uh, you can tell I didn't have my Built Bar today because I, my mind's not straight right now. Because Built Bar, uh, they, they, they just take care of you. They take care of your taste buds. Uh, we're talking the world's best protein bars wrapped in hundred percent real chocolate, soft, chewy. They actually taste like what is on the wrapper. This isn't like your old protein bar where you take a bite out of it. Chalk falls everywhere. And you just got to try to convince yourself that you're eating something that resembles chocolate. They also take care of your body because each built bar contains somewhere around 150 calories, just four grams of sugar, just four grams of net carbs, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. They're the best. They are sensational, and they also treat your wallet right. That's right. It's not just the taste buds, not the mind, not just the body, but also your wallet. Because on Built.com, when you find your Built Bars, smash in promo code LOCKED15, and that's going to get you 15% off your order. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your Built Bars. And before bringing the handsome face for YouTube Dave Klein back, hey, just want to thank you all for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. DK. Uh, watching I a pro easy. at work with that, you that like commercial that? plug. That was, you knocked that yeah. out of the park. Unbelievable. Other, other than just starting with the Ron sponsor right off the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we gave up nine runs in the first inning, but innings two through nine, <laughs> shut it down. That's right. So that's, um, I got just a really simple question to start this conversation off about Dwayne yeah. Stevens leaving Michigan State to go man the Western Michigan program. What was your initial reaction when the news dropped? Because mine was like, oh, my God, it's actually happening. I thought this this is always talked about every offseason seemingly, but it, it never actually happens. But here we are. So what? how did you take the news? 
Yeah, I would say, first off, just congratulations to Dwayne Stevens for getting an opportunity totally. to finally be a head coach. I think that this, you know, this job was offered a couple times to him. He's always kind of been, you know, to a certain degree, a company man. He's, he's you know, been a great assistant. He's seen much success over the years at the right hand of Tom Izzo. And uh, to lose him is, is it's a big deal, I think. You know, it's, it's a plug in the program where – now you've mm-hmm. lost your two longest tenured coaches in back-to-back years. And I think change is good, and, and you need some of it maybe with this program. But I also think that um, the appreciation for Dwayne and the years that he gave and everything that he accomplished while he was here, uh, just immense. So appreciate that for sure. And now it's a kind of kind of an interesting part. Not only we get some of the transfer talk, but then you know, the, the top assistant leaves for the program. And yeah. here we are again, you know, the wheel cycles, we got to find somebody. So I know, I know, and and I love that you brought that up too because I feel like you know Dwayne's maybe caught some flack here in the last two years because listen, and I, I get it, last two years have not been great for Michigan State, and everyone just grasps on whatever straw they possibly can, and then like okay, you hear that? Oh yeah, Dwayne's in charge of rotations. It's like oh well, screw this guy. He's been here for too long. Get him out of here. But like almost two decades at a place like that is some amazing continuity, and that that speaks to Michigan State's program. Also speaks to how great Dwayne is at, at what he did at Michigan state. And yeah, now you do miss that guy. And that's a great point. You also bring up too that you did lose Dane Fife last year. And these are two guys that were long tenured here. So with that said though, mm-hmm. of course the, the, the second reaction you have after, Hey, okay. Good for Dwayne. Hope he does well is who's the next guy. Like who, who's coming in. So like, was there a name that instantly popped into your head or names that instantly popped into your head? Because I got one, but I think we got the same name. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. So I think, you know, just off the top of my head, first and foremost, I want to see somebody that recruits in here. I think that that is um, just a point of emphasis. I think that they could expand the base outside the Midwest a little bit. I'd like to see somebody who has a good base in the Midwest or has recruited before in the Midwest, but also is not afraid to go out and like get some guys. Um, Because I think that the program sometimes needs a little jolt in that degree. Yep. Or I want somebody that's a little younger with a fresher perspective and just kind of reset something, just get 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 a little bit more energy into the program. Um, so I guess out of the two of those, I know you know we kind of chatted a little bit about it. I don't know if you're going to bring up Tom Crean. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure am. Probably the easy first go-to one we think. He was just yep. like a couple weeks ago at Michigan State, oddly enough, right? He was visiting, you know, like a couple weeks back. So he was fresh in our minds. Um Great recruiter. I did a little bit of research. I was just curious kind of what the class yeah. is. I mean, Dwayne Wade to Marquette, Wes Matthews too. So a couple of pros that he brought into Marquette. And then he had a run um, from 2011 to 2015 in the state of Indiana, where he brought in a McDonald's All-American five years in a row. That's right. insane. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. Insane. Yeah. And Anthony Edwards was co- probably a hardcore UGA lean. He still got him to come to like a pretty awful team and just like, still, you get yeah. yours. You can go get yours, Anthony. Like, don't worry about right. it. So, so I don't know. I, I think that turn. if that yeah. was the decision, he, he leaned back on familiarity. Um, somebody he's worked with previously obviously knows the Midwest and has a good reputation as recruiter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about that. I think that that's the safest. Maybe you can hit a little bit more than a double type kind of swing on a guy like that. That's maybe a little bit familiar, but at the same time has, has, you know, some chops as a recruiter. I think that that would be exciting. Right. Yeah, it's not like he's stepping in and he's taking Tom Izzo's job. It's like, yeah, listen, I know Georgia did not go well. 
at all. And like you say what you will about the Indiana uh, tenure that he had there, but okay. We've also learned thanks to the, uh, the, the Miller tenure that it really isn't all that easy just to plug yourself in and have great Indiana teams. So to have him as an assistant, just like you said, recruiting is the name of the game here. And yes, I, I know that he's not the young guy, right? And maybe Michigan state fans are a little tired of just seeing AARP members on the bench and only them. Like they want someone in the under 45 club on there, which is fine. Hey, I respect that opinion for sure. But listen, like I, I think we know that Izzo likes and understandably so keeping guys that he knows guys that, you know, he's worked with and he's certainly worked with Creed for a very long time. They've obviously kept a good relationship as just like you said, Creed was on campus not too long ago. So for this to be your safe option, you can do a lot worse with like your safe option or what the pick would be. Yep. I would, I would personally love this because, you know, there are some like young names being thrown around and uh spartanavenue.com. They did like three quick names and one of them was Tom Crean, but the first one they named was very interesting. And that was a Charlie Bell who's doing work with like a semi-pro Flint team up there. What, what are your thoughts if like that were to happen? Like bringing back a former player to kind of have a bigger role. Um, yeah. I, I would be open to it. I don't know if that would be your first assistant, right? You'd want somebody that's been in the college program and had maybe a little bit, like a little bit bigger taste of it, not saying that he couldn't do it. So I mm-hmm. like the idea of bringing back some of the former players maybe or bringing back some guys to be around the program, but I don't know if you could give them like a top assistant job without having um, just done it in college because I just think it's a whole different animal. So I would like somebody maybe with at least experience in that regard. Um, but I think it's an interesting idea. And, you know, eventually I think, you know, there's some pipe dream out there for all of us that Draymond Green at some point comes back sure. and coaches somewhere at Michigan State. So yeah, um, I, I like the general idea for sure. Yeah, and like, like, hey, I want a young guy. Okay, like, who, who's yeah. the young guy that you're you're thinking of then? And yeah, like, Val no Jordan maybe would be the name, right? Steve, this yeah. guy came at Butler kind of late in the cycle. They did him a little mm-hmm. dirty. Um, he has ties to the state of Michigan. He's from I think yep. Albion, Michigan, and Albion, yep. he worked he worked for Michigan for I think six or seven years as an assistant to Beeline. Um, I thought it was going to work out pretty well for Matt Butler. He just he kind of got a raw deal the 2020 year. He had probably his best team. He didn't get a shot at it. And I think that his outcome would have looked different if he would have got a chance to maybe make a sweet 16 or something. It would have just, it would have let him hang on a little bit longer and try to build what he was doing there. But I think that he's a great guy, younger recruiter, hungry. So that that would be one I think you would definitely take a swing at too, if that is more of the route that they went. But he, he's going to have some names from some guys that have been part of the program, I think. And so you'll see guys that maybe we heard uh, the last time when Fife left kind of resurface a little bit. And either way, um, you know, you just hope that it's a coach that is bringing something different to what the program currently has. You just want to see something different, whether it's recruiting or just a, a fresher perspective, a little younger, somebody that's maybe a little bit more plugged into the NIL stuff, whatever. I think that generally you want somebody in one of those two categories and ideally both would be great. And there's one other guy I want to get to, but not just for like an assistant coach. Uh, here in a hot second, this, this is what they call a tease. You, you like that? That's right. I'm, I'm I'm trying to be a pro here, DK. But first, just got to talk to you fine people about BetOnline.net. Woo, that's right, BetOnline.net, guys. They've carried us through the entire, not just March Madness, but whole college basketball season because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. 
Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds. Go bet on James Pyatt. Also, go listen to the James Pyatt interview we did on yesterday's show of Lockdown Spartans. Also, they got reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today. Use a mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. DK, my voice is fading so bad. Thank you so much for uh, carrying the show when I'm hitting the mute button and coughing my brains out over here because I'm like, caught some uh, some laryngitis at my buddy's wedding on Saturday. And oh my God, I'm fading. I'm fading. With that said, though, we got to introduce the topic. Uh, Drew Valentine. Now, I know that like some people threw his name out there for an assistant coaching gig. I'm going to nip this in the bud. Drew would hang up before MSU even finishes their first sentence of the phone call and be like, MSU would never insult him like that. Like, Hey, head coach, want to come be an assistant down here? Like, I'm just going to eliminate that right now. But with that said, like Dwayne Siemens was believed to be the guy in line. Right. And now he's off to Western Michigan. Let's say it doesn't go well there. And a lot of people hand up myself included fall in love with the idea of Drew Valentine, future Michigan state coach. Are you in love with that idea or are you a sensible person and think that it's just way too early to start like hiring him as MSU's coach in 2028 or whatever it is? No, I I think that you have to always keep a little bit of a look ahead to the future because you just don't know how much longer Izzo wants to go. Is it two or three years? Is it four or five? You just don't know. So I think at this point, what we know now is – it's probably not going to be immediately. And either there was a conversation that maybe Dwayne needed to give a shot as being a head coach himself before that consideration was made, or he wanted to do so for himself. But I think that anybody that was kind of maybe believing that the the natural succession would be Dwayne Stevens, I think that's changed a little bit now. To me, I think when you look at this, this is probably a situation where Michigan State at least take some type of national search and kind of maybe cast a little bit wider net than I would have thought that they would have um, had he remained with the program until Izzo went. So um, it's, it's, I think, I think the, in the long term, it's probably good for the general health of the program because I think that you want to explore all options uh, when you're replacing a legend and maybe it would have been a situation where it, it was more leaning towards one way. And I think this opens up the path to evaluating all the options and we obviously hope Dwayne Stevens, you know, does a great job at Western Michigan, maybe proves himself and we want him to come back to the fold. Yeah. So I think this is really a win-win situation for everybody where he can, in a tough spot, um, you know, maybe build something and, and try to just prove some of his value as, you know, a head coach. So, Like, listen, if he can go to Kalamazoo and, and resurrect that program, sold. Okay, fine. You know what? You've got the chops then. Like, you, you yeah. can do it here. Like, that's that'd be a pretty good Testament if he can go and just make the Broncos like a somewhat decent basketball school. But yeah, it's just that, that is a fascinating thing that you bring up because I kind of had the same thing in the back of my head. Like, Oh, like the status quo is gone. Like, okay. Is going to be here for anywhere from two to 22 more years. <laughs> Wayne Stevens is going to step in. And like, this is why he's never taken a job because like, he knows that he's a guy in waiting, but yeah. Oh my, a national search is on the table. Oh yeah. This is nice. But then again, like, and then I was like, wait, why am I getting excited? Like, I, I still like Izzo a lot. Like, he, he ain't going anywhere. So, but yeah, it's just, it's just funny how, this is more of like a psych study than like anything else. Just on like how fans brains work. And uh, yeah. I know I'm exhibiting. I think that yeah. fans love the idea of options. And I think yeah. that maybe this, this move and this general 
you know, occurrence ended up giving us a little bit more flexibility with what they decide for the next, the next guy. So yeah. I'm excited about it. I think, you know, to a certain degree, and I'm excited to see what he ends up doing with this position. Cause I think this is a big hire for him and maybe we'll speak to how much longer he thinks he's going to be here, you know? So. No, right on. Right. And I, I got something completely off topic that I just want to end the show with. And it, it, this is off the tail of North Carolina beating Duke in the final four, honestly. And this, this might be a hot take that I'll take back once I have a moment of clarity, but like th- that game is bigger than a national championship for, for what North Carolina just did. Listen, Teams win a national title every year. Very rarely, if ever, do you get the opportunity to down your rival, kill their head coach in his final game on the biggest stage possible. Like, North Carolina has the upper hand in that rivalry forever. 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 Duke can win the next 50 games against the Tar Heels, and that that still will not even put them on that same level. So with that said, would you, if I offered you the chance to play Michigan in the Final Four, would you take it? Would you take it? Uh, right now, like with Izzo at the end of his career, absolutely not. No. Good, no. I, good I would, answer. I for days before that game. I would just – I literally no, would be dry right. heaving the hours leading into it. I, it, would be, it would be the most unenjoyable game and probably give the most incredible feeling in the world to win that game. I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine being a UNC fan. Not only did you do it in the final four and end his career, you did it his last game at Cameron Indo. You stab, you put two stakes and drove yes. into each side of his chest and, and they fucking buried him. I mean, I, I excuse know. my language, but geez, yeah. like, holy smokes. It's, it's crazy. I, that, that's got to be the greatest finish to a season ever. They made the national championship. Right. Game, you're right. Maybe Kansas beats him by 20. I think they'll still think this is a pretty damn successful season. Yeah. I, and I, like, I think it's perfect too, because like a, a blowout at their barn, like that's awesome. That's so satisfying. He didn't leave a single doubt in the gym that day. And then he's got to do his retirement ceremony. But then also like, you didn't just beat them in the final four. You won probably a top five game of all time that the tournament has ever, ever seen. Like it is, uh, like it's it's almost kind of like the Michigan Michigan State football game this year. Like that's the highest that game has ever been on anyone's radar. Two undefeated teams, and not only did you win, but you won in a classic, like an awesome game. And like that's just gotta yeah put a little sweetener on it right there. But with that said, DK ain't no effing way. And I would I, I I don't envy those fan bases at all. I know North Carolina's riding a high that they'll ride forever, but Duke fans like. If I was a Duke fan, I, I would I would be in Tibet right now, and I would be a monk, and I would never look at a television <laughs> or a basketball or a a sporting equipment the rest of my life. Like I, it'd be done. It'd be done. I follow a couple Duke accounts. They have been dead silent for days. They just they're oh. in mourning still. I mean, I'd, would you yeah. ever log on Twitter? It would take weeks for me to do it. I don't think I. I know your your models tweet through it, but I think I just would. I would log. I, you on. know what? I I think I finally found. I finally found what I couldn't tweet through <laughs> and it would be that it would be that. Oh man. It'd be horrible. Um, I would leave a message out. I'd be like, uh, if anyone wants to know where I am, I'm not okay. Uh, but thank you for, uh, inquiring. And then I, I just leave until like probably 2034 and then come back and be like, all right, yeah. I think, I think I'm ready to tweet again. I think I'm ready to be a, a jackass on social media about my favorite college team. Again, so the, the build up to that game would just be it'd be not you'd lose like 10 pounds the week of the game. You just I would eat two meals, <laughs> tops, tops. I would eat two meals. I would, I'd pick up like on Monday, you'd just be starving yourself to 
to the game time. Right. So. Like I, I've never done as much as smoke weed in my life. And I, I think I'd pick up a heroin addiction, just like cope with it. Like, I, I think I just go straight to the hard stuff. Um, yeah, I would be a complete wreck. My, my wife would leave me by Tuesday of the week of the, of the game. Like I would, I wouldn't shower. Like I'll just forget to, like, I, I, it'd be horrible. It'd be horrible. It'd be the worst thing that's ever happened in my entire life. And but then if they won, it'd be the happiest moment. It'd be it. It'd be over. Oh, it'd be over. I, I think our feet wouldn't touch the ground for like five years. It'd be great. Like I'd, I'd be floating, floating. I mean, <laughs> God, I got weeks of enjoyment. I got weeks, weeks of enjoyment off like the football game. And like, that was just a regular season game in the grand scheme of things yeah. like this. Oh, to put a bullet in your rival's lawn tenured head coach. Like, Oh my, that would be something else. So just, just had yeah. to pick your brain about that. I'm, I'm glad. Oh, I yeah. Obviously incredible moment, you know, incredible yeah. moment. It's like, Oh, you guys are a coward for not taking that game. You're right. Yeah, you're right, because I want to live. I, I want to survive. Uh, I, I like my life, and I want to keep living it the way it is. So, uh, And if that game was scheduled, if that game was scheduled, it all goes out the window right there. So, I mean, I don't. it wouldn't even matter if it was like a Sweet 16 game. We'd still be nauseous. Nah. Obviously, the bigger stakes, nah. the further you go along. But even like nah. even just to get into like the lead eight, I think I would still just be like, ugh, just sick about it. I wouldn't even watch. I, I might not even watch, actually. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? Someone just text me the score after. I'm going to be in this dark room with a case of beer at my side until, until then. But so, yeah. Well, DK, um, thanks a lot for joining, man. Yeah. Just got it. The Max Christie hoopla, the Dwayne Stevens hoopla. I'm like, you know what? I, I got to see if my guy DK wants to chat about it tonight. And lo and behold, DK is always to come through because you're the best DK. And we love you for that. I appreciate you so much, man. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, I hope maybe I calmed some of the waters, but maybe I didn't. It is what it is at this time. This is the crazy time of the year. I know a couple weeks out and, yeah, here we are. It's, it's terrible, and I'll be. keep crawling back. I'll keep crawling back every single time. I'll keep crawling back. That's right. Just like you find listeners. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Love you all. Go green. Go white.